When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. A confession of faith together. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. I pray that there are no distractions. I pray that we are focused. I pray, God, that you speak to us with power. I pray you speak to us with strength. God, I come against anything that would distract us from this moment. I come against lethargy. I come against sickness. I come against frustration. I even come against headaches right now. But Father, we pray that we are open and ready to receive right now in Jesus' name. Come on, Wednesday, can you release your worship right there for five seconds? Go, five. Come on, release a sound that attracts heaven's attention. Four. Release a sound that attracts heaven's attention. Three. Release a praise that gets God's attention. Two. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do me a favor. Fist bump somebody close to you. Tell them the devil's already defeated. Come on, let's go to work. Let's go to work. So Sunday we started this new series called Angels and Demons. And we started with an angel that is literally our adversary. And we learned that the mainstream concept of the devil is not accurate. And we began to demystify the devil. I started by teaching you that it is not God versus the devil. The concept of God versus the devil does not come from the Bible. It comes from Greek mythology where you had Zeus as the god of the heavens, Hades the god of the underworld, and these two were opposed. 
opposing forces. That is not what you discover in your Bible. God has no equals, which means God has no enemies. I need you to hear me. Your God is not in competition with anything it created. He created your God is not fighting with something that he created. He is omnipotent. What does that mean? All powerful, which means there's nothing the enemy can do that God has not signed off on because the enemy doesn't have it like that. I need you to open up your mouth and say, our God is all powerful. He's now, in Joel 1 and 6, we see this phrase, the, uh, this scripture. The sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Sons of God literally means the archangels. There are seven archangels. Seven is the biblical number of completion. These are those that stand in the presence of God all day, watch me, taking his orders and doing his bidding. Come on. I know you know God as a father, but you need to know he's a military leader too. You need to know that anytime somebody messes with you, God dispatches somebody to go handle that. Anytime somebody trying to start something with you, God dispatches somebody to go handle that. Here's why you need to not let people pull you into their mess. It's because if you'll step back, God's going to handle that. He's going to send somebody to deal with them. Why? There are seven that stand in his presence all day. And they were referred to until we were created as the sons of God. Herein, the issue that in the enemy has with us is because they used to be called the role that we were given. They were referred to as the sons of God. Then God decided to make something in his image and in his likeness, something they had never seen before. See, angels, while they were called the sons of God, their primary responsibility was to serve the will of God. God says, I want something that's a mini-me. I want something that's in my image and in my likeness. So he creates Adam. And when he creates Adam, he says, I see me when I see him. And so now you all will not be the sons of God. You will be the servants of God and man so now we understand why the enemy hates you is because you replaced him I wish you touch somebody next to you and say you're his replacement you're which is why I never let any rock cry out in my place. I never withhold my praise. Watch me. Because I recognize every time I give God glory, I'm doing something that the enemy has been removed from. Every I wish I could hear a sound in this building and online that reminded the enemy that you're his replacement. On three, open up your mouth and release a shout. One, two, three. Come on, fist up somebody say, you're his replacement. You're his replacement. It says, the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. I answered this question on Sunday, who is the devil? The term devil only appears in the New Testament to aid in the Greco-Roman. What is that? It's the Greek and Roman um, emerged cultural system that was in place to aid in their understanding. They literally have 365 different gods for different days of the year. They literally were polytheistic. Poly meaning many, theistic meaning gods. They had never seen or understood this concept that there was one God. But Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. There are not three. There are one. There is one. There is one God, watch me, who manifested himself as his son. Now this is what's amazing. God says, I'm going to show you what submission looks like, so I'll make myself a son and then submit to myself. 
You miss it. Watch me. He says, watch me. I will manifest myself as my son, and I will show you how to submit. I will show you how to give up your will for the will of one greater. I'll show you how to lay down what you want for the will of somebody that's greater. I'll show you how to say, I wish this cup could pass for me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Watch me. Then not only does he do that, but then he manifests himself as the Holy Ghost, as the Holy Spirit, just like water, you have water, H2O, in its liquid form. What is it called? Water. If you heat it up hot enough, it becomes steam, and that steam, watch me, is still water. It's just a different form of the same thing. If you freeze it, it becomes what? Ice, but it's still water. It's just ice, ice, baby. Pay attention. It all is the same, but it's a different manifestation of the same thing, which means there is no junior God. There's just God. There is no lesser God. There's just God, which means if God be for me, who in the world would there be against me? Because I got all of heaven backing me up. Now, this Greco-Roman understanding was important because it frames and it shapes a lot of the way God is presented in the New Testament. In the Hebrew, uh, which is our Old Testament, you see this word. Can I teach you for a little Wednesday? Can I teach you for a little Wednesday? You see this word, hasetan. It is a Hebrew word literally meaning the Satan or the adversary or the accuser. Satan is a prosecuting angel. Satan is a title, not a name. Now, for many of you, you say, oh, yeah, that's because it's Lucifer. See, if I had time, I'd teach you that that's not right. But I don't. <laughs> well, that's me. Um, there was no conversion where angels became demons. They were referred to as demons to help those understand in the cultural context. This is important to understand because, watch me, the responsibilities and the authority that they had as angels when they were cast to the earth, watch me, it did not strip them of that. Can I teach tonight? I pay attention. So watch me. Satan's job is to be the prosecuting angel, which means, look at me, he's on heaven's payroll. Why would God keep somebody that's our adversary on his payroll? Watch me. Because he will use the enemy in order to accomplish his purpose in your life. Can we tell the truth? It's not your good days that made you spiritual. It's the days you had to go through pure D hell that made you spiritual. It is not your highs that made you who you are. It's your lows that made you who you are. Can we be honest? If there wasn't an enemy, some of y'all wouldn't be in church tonight. You wouldn't be worshiping God tonight. I need you to hear me that God knows how to use an enemy to get something great out of you. When you go to the gym, you're not going to build muscle without resistance. You're not going to build muscle without resistance. Pay attention. You are not going to grow without resistance. So the enemy is used as God's tool of resistance to get results out of your life. Hmm. I need you to hear me. This is why you can't walk around talking about the devil this, the devil that, the devil. He doesn't have it like that. He can't just do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it. Which means if there's anything God's allowing him to do, it's for my good and God's glory. All right, let me teach you. The devil, I taught you this on Sunday, he's not omni anything. Omni meaning everywhere. So there are things that describe God like uh, omnipotent, omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipresent, everywhere at the same time. 
uh, omniscient, omniscient, science, knowledge, study. God, no matter what you study, everything will eventually take you back to God. Even for those who say, well, science versus God, it can't be science versus God because there is no science without God. Why? Because anything that you study will eventually take you back to God. Well, there was a big bang. Who shot it off? Well, there was a collision of different cells. Well, who made the cells? Well, there was a single-celled organism that just all of a sudden decided to, to begin multiplying. Well, who made it to have a mind to begin to multiply? I don't care what you study, it's always going to take you back to God. This is why you never need to fight with an agnostic, never fight with an atheist, because the Bible makes it clear that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to have to confess that he is Lord. Matter of fact, we're in the month where I don't care what you believe, the whole world stops to honor the birth of our God. Would you release a praise that no matter what they say, the world has to stop? The world has to stop to acknowledge his birth. In fact, even when they keep time, uh, B.C., uh, uh, A.D., in other words, even time is built on him entering into the atmosphere. But the enemy is not like this. The devil is not, I'm not anything. Job 1 and 7, here's his response to God. The Lord says to him, where you been? God never asks questions to learn something. If God asks a question, he's to ascertain what someone is thinking from going to and fro on the earth. This means he's not omnipresent because he had to literally walk the earth. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. He is not as powerful as church people have made him. And fire, in fact, the entire trick of the enemy is that church folk are running from an enemy that God's already given them authority over. And I need to make sure I'm in a building and I'm chatting with some people online that recognize I ain't running from no devil. I've got authority. Would you fist bump two or three people say you have authority? You have. I ain't running from no devil. I ain't running from no demon. I ain't running from no witch. I ain't running from no warlock. I ain't running from no hater. Why? I have authority. Come on, open your mouth, say it again. Say, I have authority. Watch me, watch me. He says, I've been walking to and fro on the earth. I've been traveling on the earth. I've been looking for a mark. Because I can't get everybody. So what have I been doing? I've been studying to find weaknesses. Now, in Job, something interesting happens. In Job, the Lord brings up the name of a man named Job. He says to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Ain't nobody talking about Job. Ain't nobody thinking about Job. Watch me. But God had double on his mind for Job. Look at me. Job was all, I'm going to help five of y'all. Job was already doing really good. But God was like, but Job, I got double what you already. So while you think what the devil's doing is to stop you, the only reason I let him do it was to give you a surge to get. I'm going to try over here. You think the enemy's trying to take you down. What you don't recognize is I'm using him to bring you all the way up. Let me prove it to you. Look at Job 1 and 12. And the Lord said to Satan, watch me, behold, all that he has is in your power. Let's stop right there. What does this mean? Satan did not have authority over anything that Job had. Let me see if I can make it plain. Satan does not have authority over any believer. He cannot just do what he wants to do. 
God had to give him authority. Okay, okay. Which means anytime you find yourself in warfare, you need to say, what am I about to get for this? I preach my own self happy. Anytime you got hell that comes out of nowhere, you need to ask yourself, where my double at? Where my double at? Where, where my breakthrough at? Where my favor at? Would you look at somebody and say, there's double in store for you? I don't like the way they responded. Say it to somebody else. Tell them, say, there's double in store for you. And the Lord said to Satan, and the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Watch God. Don't touch his body. So this is called a truism. What is a truism? It means, it means this, is that, is that it's true to an extent. So it says, Satan, I'm going to let you mess with Job, but you can't mess with, this, with his body. It's like me saying, you can sit anywhere you want to in this building, in them first three seats. Uh-uh, you missed it. You miss it. Which means anything you're going through, it has limits. Anything you're going through, watch me, it has an expiration date. Anything you're going through, he can't just do Watch me, why couldn't he kill you? Because he didn't have that permission. Why didn't you lose everything? He didn't have that permission. Woo. Come on, come on, open up your mouth and say, our God is all powerful. I Watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. He says, he says, he says, he says, you can do whatever you want to do, but don't you touch his body. Don't you touch his body. Watch me, watch me. You can do whatever you want to do. Watch me, but don't touch his praise. You can do whatever you want to do, but keep the fight. You can't touch his fight. You can do whatever you want to do, but you can't take his mind. Oh my God. Is there anybody in this building or online where you know your life is the life of a survivor? You've been through hell, high water, trials, and tribulations, but somehow, somewhere, you kept making it out of nothing. I need you to open up your mouth and say, my God is all-powerful. Yeah, can't touch that. I'm like MC Hammer, baby. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. This bump two or three people say, you can't touch this. You can't. Can't touch this. You ain't got it like that. Watch me. If he puts that kind of restriction on the devil, that means he puts that kind of restriction on your hater, that kind of restriction on who don't like you at your job. That's why they'll talk about you behind your back. But God said, you better not say nothing to his face. I'll hit you in the... Why? There's restrictions on this thing. That's why some of you got family members. They have a whole lot to say about you when you're not there. But God says, you better not say nothing to his face. I'll beat your head to the white meat. I wish I would. Y'all ready? Let's go. He says, all that he has in your power, but don't you touch his person. Don't you lay a hand on his person. There are restrictions to what you can do. Which means if God allows it, it is for your good. I, I need you to settle this, Wednesday. I need you to settle this. Stop being mad about what's for your good. When I was a kid, we had two medicines. When you didn't feel too great. One ended with tap. The, under, the other ended with usin. The, tap, the app one, it had a sweet flavor to it. I liked it. Pay attention. I liked it because it tastes good. 
Problem was, it didn't work that good. I'm going to talk over here. See, for some of you, you're like, well, why can't God do it like this? Because that's not effective for you. Why can't God do it like this? That don't work. You need an enemy because that's what keeps you praying. You need an enemy because that's what keeps you worshiping. You need an enemy because that's why you're as spiritual as you are now. But the one that ended with us in was disgusting. To this day, I'm a whole grown man. And I'd much rather take a pill and drink that robot, that, that one. It's disgusting. Do I have any other word? Am I the only? Watch me. But it works. But it works. Which means what doesn't taste good nor feel good works best. Watch me. You still be dating them unless they were. Okay. All right. You still be in that situation unless there was some. So if God allows it, it's for your good and it's for his glory. Because in Job chapter 42, Job literally gets double what he had. And the Bible says what he got double was better than what he had before. But God got the glory out of it. You know why we still talk about Job today? It's because Job, watch me, it's because Job took him some tussing. Say, if God allows it, it's for my good and his glory. Now, now watch me, watch me, watch me. Uh, I taught you this on Sunday, that the devil is a detective. He's a detective. He's a detective. He's, he's, he's studying you. He's studying you. He, he magnifies the things about you that he can exploit. He's looking for weaknesses. He's looking for what you like. He's looking for what you don't like. Look at me. Some people say, I ain't never been tempted. Mm-mm, because you didn't have an opportunity. Okay. All right. Y'all don't want to talk. Okay. Me. You, you cannot be tempted with something that's not tempting. Right? So if you don't like angel food cake, somebody bring you an angel food cake. That ain't no temptation. But if you like chocolate brownies and somebody bring you a whole... Y'all ain't gonna send it to me. If you like a certain man to look a certain way, okay. If you like a certain woman to look a certain... Y'all, okay, y'all ain't gonna send him. He, watch me. He's a detective, so he's looking for what you want. He's looking for what you, you ready? For what gets you weak in the knees. Let's preach. He's looking for what's going to be effective with you. He's looking for, watch me, for what your parent needs to say to you to trigger something crazy in you. He's looking for what a friend needs to do to make you say, I'm done with people. I can't trust nobody. He is a detective, and the scripture makes it clear. 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober-minded. Why do I need to keep my right mind? Because even though the battle is spiritual, the fight's in my mind. You are a tripart being. That means you possess a body. This is not you. This is your temple. This is your body. The Bible says your, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Make sure your temple is visit worthy. Y'all didn't like that. Uh -uh. Look at the person next to you say, take care of your body, yaddy, yaddy. Tell them. If this is where the Holy Ghost dwells, I got to make sure this is the best dwelling place. But you possess a soul. That's your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. And you, watch me, and you are a spirit. Let me say it again. You are a spirit. That's your subconscious mind. All right, that's where the battle is. The battle is in the thoughts that you're passive about. The battle is in the thoughts that you're not even paying that much attention to. He says, be sober-minded and be watchful. And I talked to you on Sunday. Most Christians aren't sober nor watchful. 
Sober-minded means this. Sober-minded means this. Sober-minded means I fight to keep myself in my right mind. You're going to have some days you wake up and negativity is going to be all in your mind. And you're going to have to lay your hands on yourself and say, but I declare I have the mind of Christ. That's what the Bible says. Take every thought captive and bring it into obedience. What does that mean? It means if I'm thinking something crazy, I see me thinking something crazy and I tell myself, that's crazy and you need to stop thinking that. I don't sit there and entertain that. Elbow somebody and say, check yourself. Uh Uh-uh, they didn't say that with authority. Uh Uh-uh, elbow somebody. Say, check yourself, please. Be sober-minded. Which means, which means keep yourself in your right mind. If, if you look at the word sober, think of it versus being drunk and sober. When you're drunk, you're going to do stuff that when you ain't drunk, you're going to say, what the heaven, hell, and earth did I do? It's quiet in this building tonight. Do you know somebody who's ever not been sober? You know someone, you wave at me, you maybe know somebody, right? And, and you looked at some of what they were doing, you're like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Watch me. They were attracted to who wasn't attractive. They were drawn to what they would not be drawn to if they were in their right mind. And I'm going to tell some of y'all tonight, watch me. Your fight with the enemy is just to get your mind back together. Why? Because you've been drawn to the wrong stuff. You've been thinking the wrong stuff. You've been fighting the wrong battles. But open up your mouth. Say, I'll get my mind back tonight. Come on, say that thing with authority. Say, I'll get my mind back tonight. Saying, if I get my mind back, half the battle is already won. Come on. He says, he says, be sober-minded. Then he says, be watchful. What does this mean? I told you on Sunday, you got to be like somebody sitting in their living room with a shotgun waiting on somebody to come in the house. I wish a ninja. I wish you come in here with the smoke and you're going to get some smoke. Are there any I wish of somebody Woods in the building? Are there any I wish of somebody Woods people online? That's how you got to be with the enemy. You got to wake up like, try me if you if you try, try me if you want to. And it's about to be a whole situation. Because here's what he wants you to do. Here's what he wants you to do. Here's what he wants you to do. Because you're not watchful. Watch me. You become whiny. Because you're not watchful. You ready? You become weary. Why am I going through this? If you would have sat there like you're supposed to, looking at the door saying, try me. It's Sunday morning, so I'm expecting you to try something. It's Wednesday night. I'm expecting you to try. Try to get me from hearing the word of God. Try to get me out of church if you want to. I was expecting you. To be watchful means I was expecting you. It means I was anticipating you. Look at me. When it comes to the enemy, you already know how he works. So why do we act brand new? Like expect somebody to do something offensive. Like expect it like, praise the Lord, I love everybody. I'm expecting somebody to maybe have an attitude. And I've already pre-decided my response to their attitude. I ain't studying you. Studying is a southern colloquialism that simply means I'm not giving you attention that you do not deserve. <laughs> Come on, I need you to practice. Would you just lay your hands on yourself, say, practice this thing. Pra- 
When you go to work tomorrow, you already know how the devil going to come at you. So you got to look. I'm not stunning you. Don't come at me with no mess. Don't come up with me no drama. I'm here to get my work done. I didn't come to this job to make no friends. I came here to get my job done, witness to people, and get to stepping. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary. Whose adversary? He hates you, which is why you can't play with him. For those that are saved, watch me, and you like to step out of the parameters of that, why would you play with somebody? You know what's crazy about me? All these rappers in these situations. Um, and, and there's so many levels to it, but I'm going to keep it right here. They said, they said one of the latest ones that, that was murdered, they said he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Sir, you are a multimillionaire. You, watch me, you're too high to be around people. I don't like your silence. See, for some of y'all, you're going to have to learn how to just be by yourself sometime because I'm too high to come down here. Would you open up your mouth and say, I'm not coming down. Why? Because I know that Mark hates me and I hate him too. Watch me. He's your adversary. He's your adversary. Which means I'm not going to put myself in a place or a predicament that gives him an opportunity to take a shot. I need you to understand. God has gone through too much to save you, to protect you, to preserve you, and to keep you for you to put yourself in harm's way. I cancel every negative decision. I cancel every negative meeting. I cancel every negative thing that was on the agenda ahead of your life. Somebody say, I'll be watchful. Look at me. You cannot, you cannot play with somebody that hates you. Joseph did the same thing. The Bible says he told his brothers his dream. They hated him. They couldn't even talk nice to him. So why in the world? Joe, would you go back to them same brothers? I'm going to help some of y'all. This is your answer right here. Why would you go back to them same brothers that you know hate you to tell them your second dream? They can't carry their receipt to kill. You ready? So what do you mean? Joseph wasn't watchful. So we look at Joseph's story and say, if he didn't go into the pit, he never went to Potiphar's house. He never goes to Potiphar's house. He never goes to prison. He never goes to prison. He never goes to the palace. Question, what if we could have stepped some of them steps had you not put yourself around your adversaries? Come on, come on. I just need you to prophesy to somebody. Just touch their shoulder. Touch their shoulder. Listen, why do you have us touch so much? Because the Bible says wherever two or three touch agree on anything will be done for them. Touch their shoulder and just say, I cancel every discussion with an adversary. And I'm not going to figure out why they don't want to talk. I'm not going to figure out why. You just revealed you were an adversary to me and I got no business fooling with you. Come on. Your adversary, the devil, what does he do? He prowls around. Now this is the trip. Say he prowls. This means that he's moving in secret to study you. He was a prowler. 
A prowler don't just walk up. I'm the devil. I'm going to get you. A prowler comes through your mama, through your cousin, through something you wouldn't expect. A prowler comes through a word that you've now given too much weight to. So when you see that word, it triggers insecurity. Ready? He says, I've been studying you. I'm, I'm studying you. I'm looking for your weaknesses. I'm looking for what you like. I'm looking for what triggers you. I'm looking for what gets you angry. I'm looking for what makes you say screw it and just makes you do anything. I'm, I'm trying to study you because watch me. Once I, I, the enemy is an anthropologist. He's an anthro-manologist uh, study. He studies man. He looks at us to find our weaknesses, which is why he prowls around. Notice he told God in Job, I've been walking to and from the earth. Bible didn't say he did anything to anybody he was conducting research he was conducting reconnaissance this is why watch me you have to be careful what you say and sometimes you have to be careful with what you do why because the enemy can't figure out what you think the only way he knows what's on your mind is because it came out of your come on y'all so watch me you you there's some things that you may let it get here and you gotta kill it while it's here because i can never let that come out my mouth i need you not to let the devil see you sweat i need you not to let him know that he affected you i need you to not let him know that those people are affecting you like that be sober-minded be watchful your adversary, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion. To do what? To startle you. When a lion roars, it's to announce itself. Roaring is not an effective way to hunt. Think about it. If you're trying to get a sheep, you're trying to get a, uh, a gazelle, whatever, it, roaring at them is going to make them run. Watch me. That's not an effective way to hunt. Notice, he's like a roaring lion, which means there's actually no teeth. Why is that important to understand? Because he's got to get you, watch me, to drop what's in your hands. That's why he, watch me, he's seeking someone he can devour like a roaring lion to startle you. In other words, if I roar loud enough, I'll get them to drop the business. Okay, I don't like your silence. I'll come over here. If I roar loud enough, I'm going to startle and watch me, and they're going to mess up their opportunity. I'll try it over here. If I, if I roar loud enough, I'll let a negative doctor's report come and I'll get them to confess that they have what the doctor said when they should have said, I appreciate what you said, but that ain't mine. I, that, that ain't mine. I, I am healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I refuse to acknowledge that that's reality. You ready? Like a roaring lion seeking somebody he can devour, which means he can't get Everybody, come on. You're going to talk to your neighbor at least two more times, okay? All right, all right. Just look at him and say, he's not going to get you. You too. Tag somebody right there. Facebook, tag somebody right there. In the building, look at somebody else and say, he's not going to get you. Why? I was waiting on him. Why? Because I was taught he ain't got power like that. He doesn't have authority like that, which means you can come at me with negative thoughts and I'll counter back. All things work together for my good. You can tell me something negative and I'll counter back and the Lord makes me the head and not the tail. You can come at me with doubt, fear, and unbelief and I'll come back saying that the Lord that has begun a good work in me shall complete it into the... You ready? You ready? The devil I taught you on Sunday is our accuser. We're going somewhere. We're almost there. Revelation 12, 10. Look at his responsibility. For the accuser of our brethren, he's a prosecutor. 
And for those of you who have ever been involved in the legal system, you understand that the job of the prosecutor, now I could go real deep. Now I could keep a surface or I could go deep. Okay. All right, all right. The, the prosecutor's responsibility is to represent the interests of the city, of the state, of the nation, of the kingdom. You want it to go deep. You want it to go deep. Their responsibility is to represent the interests of the kingdom, of the nation, of the city, of the state, of whatever they represent. You ready? So if he's heaven's prosecutors... Could it be that God uses him to represent his interests in your life? In other words, I never would have known how gifted I was until I saw where I was afflicted. I, oh my God. I never would have known what my assignment was until I saw where I was attacked. Could it be that the enemy is used to actually represent the interests of the kingdom of God in your life? Okay, I ain't got no help in this building tonight. This is why all things work together for your good. Why? Because even the prosecutor worked for my God. I... Hey. Woo! Which means even your accusations work for my good. Even what you say against me works for my... For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God, day and night. So what is his job? To accuse God to you. What does he do? He says, God, so-and-so spoke all this negative stuff. You said you're going to give him exactly what you heard them say. Give it to him. Ready? He accuses you to God. He says, God, you shouldn't even love this one. Every time you give her a chance, she screws it up. And at a certain point, Lord, I think she's frustrated grace. He accuses you to God. And so now, watch me, then he accuses God to you. Well, if God loved you, why are you going through this? Why is it so hard for you and it ain't hard for nobody else? How come you have to go through this and nobody else has to go through this? Why does it seem like every time you turn around, you fix one thing and 44 things, she's an accuser. And then he'll accuse you to yourself. You know, you ain't really good for nothing. You know you ain't nothing but a fill in the blank, whatever that might be. You know you mess up every good thing. Uh-oh, here it goes. You want too much. Uh-oh, here it goes. Your standards are too high. One of the greatest things the enemy uses is to get people to relax their standards so they have none. So you'll just take anything from anybody because you're glad to have something from somebody. I wish you would settle. I rebuke the spirit of the settler. Worship God for five seconds right there. Go, five. You're not going to settle. You're not going to just take any old friend. You're not just going to take any old relationship. You're not just going to take any old place to live. You're not just going to take any old vehicle. You're, you're not going to be arrogant. You're just going to recognize, I don't have to settle. You ain't going to... Open your mouth and say, I do not have to settle when God created me for great. He accuses you to God, God to you, you to yourself. And how does he do it? Look at the screen. When does he do this? All day and all night. 
Which means, which means, come on, which means all day long, he bombards your head. All day long, this is kind of annoying, right? You, you can tell him, it's kind of, oh, see, this is how it is. If I annoy you enough, if I piss you off enough, come on, Wednesday, come on, I need you to, if I, if, if I aggravate you enough, then, then watch me, then if you're never going to deal with it, so what you going to do? You're just going to go to sleep to avoid having to deal. You're going to be wore out, watch me, and you didn't do anything, you're just tired of thinking about it. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I pray your strength return tonight. Oh, oh my God. Come on in this building and online. I need you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, restore my strength. Say it again. Say, Lord, restore my strength. Right now. All day. All day. All day. Look me. Some of you don't even sleep good. Because while you're sleeping, what about the house? What about the kids? What about the car? What's going on? What about your wife? You know, what's going on with your marriage? What's going on with your finances? What's going on with this? You don't need God. You don't need church. You don't need all that serving. Nobody else in your family do it. All day and all night, he is bombarding you. So watch me. So watch me. So if you do nothing to counteract it, watch me. He didn't have to kill you. You as good as dead. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. He didn't have to kill you. Because now you're walking around, watch me, like a corpse. You're walking around with no hope. You're walking around with no future. You're walking around with your head down and defeated. But I came tonight. I'll preach to my online family if I got to. I came tonight to tell somebody the last part of the verse. For the accuser of our brethren who accuses them day and night before our God has been cast down. Say, I cast down the enemy's attacks. Say it again Wednesday. I cast down the enemy's attacks. What worked yesterday won't work no more. What worked last month won't work no more. You ready? Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at verse 11. And they overcame him. How? Better the lamb. Jesus did that. So that's done. And by the word of their. When you're being bombarded. Oh yeah, come on back one time. It's your cameo. When you're being bombarded, here's how my response is. But the same God that got me through the worst valley I thought I'd ever be in. It's the same. This ain't even no valley. This ain't nothing but a street I got to... Ah! This ain't even nothing deep. This, you've been through better. You've been through deeper. You've been through... For every person that's got a testimony on three, I'm going to give you an opportunity to put a praise behind your testimony. One, two, three, go. Come on. Testimony. Testimony, testimony, testimony. I, this I recall to my mind. 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 It is for the Lord. 
On your way to your seat, shout, I got a testimony. Because when I respond with my testimony, his attacks don't work. Can I go deeper? Testimony here has dual meaning. It means literally your testimony. What's the testimony? It's a test that you overcame. You ready? It is a mess that you made a message. But watch me. It means my covenant. What covenant is this? Same covenant he made with Abraham, same covenant he makes with us. I'll bless you to be a blessing. Which means if what I'm looking at ain't a blessing, it ain't over. I'm not liking y'all's response. If what I'm looking at ain't blessing me, this ain't done yet. I'll bless you to be a blessing. I'll make your name great. Watch me. If it ain't great, it ain't God yet. Uh, it ain't done yet. It's not over yet. I'll bless you to be a blessing. I'll make your name great. I will bless you and do you. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. I'll bless those that bless you. I'll bless those that bless you. I'll bless those that bless you. So you not go owe nobody anything because I'll, I'll bless those that bless you. But let them start something with you. I'll curse every. Oh, Abraham, I'll curse those that curse you. Can I go deeper? That's me. The devil, I talked to you this on Sunday. Here's where we're done. He's disarmed and defeated. Disarmed and defeated. So I just told you how to deal with the attacks. Because this is the only place they exist. No, this is going on. Mm -mm. The only place that's a problem is in here. Because if you would overcome what in here says... What your mind says, instead of saying that's a problem, you say, this is going to be a great testimony. This is going to be a good opportunity. The, the, watch me, watch me. The bigger the attack, the bigger the bounce back. I'll preach my own self happy. If you came at me with an army, it must be an army getting ready to run that uh, Run me my favor, run me my money, run me my opportunity, run. Woo. I'm gonna fist bump somebody say, run that. In Colossians 2.15, we gotta go. Bible says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle over them, triumphing over them in it. Let me have your keys. Let me get your keys up off of you. Not cuss me. Because that's exactly what he did to the enemy. He said, let me get them keys. Ain't no fight because you work for me. I don't have to negotiate with who's subject to me. That's a word for some of you leaders. Who's in charge? Negotiate with... Good God. All right. You ready? What's going up? Watch me. So what keys? So Adam gave up his keys. Come on up. This your, is this your, your third movie. Part three. But not Batman part three because that... Uh, Batman forever was kind of uh, them first two. Everybody look at me. In Genesis, Adam gave over keys. What do you mean? Satan, what did he do? All he did was tell Eve, for the, the Lord knows that in the day you eat of it, you will be just like the Lord. Now, the devil is a liar, but in that instance, he mixed some truth with some fact. I mean, some truth with a lie. So, so Adam and Eve do what they do, and just, I'm not going to go there tonight, but just so you know, it wasn't no apple. It wasn't no piece of fruit. It was an experience. And I'll just drop this off for those of you who are trying to figure out what kind of experience was it, Bishop. Well, fruit in Scripture was a Hebrew idiom for sex. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. So then how are we all born into sin and shaped in iniquity unless he tainted the original womb? 
You ready? All right, come on. Come on, Wednesday. So what y'all talking about? Oh, and Eve ate that apple, baby. Wasn't no apples. And maybe it was some honey love, but it wasn't no apples. You ready? Now pay attention. Pay, you ready? Pay attention. So Adam gives up authority. He gives it up. Satan doesn't even have to fight for it. Because, watch me, because he's disarmed and defeated. So what does Jesus do? When Jesus dies, he takes on the sin of the world, which means the wages of sin is death. So where does Jesus have to go for what you and I did? Hell. Somebody say, my shout is coming. This is what Christianity is all about right here. So what he does, watch me, watch me, is he says, hey, what's up? Get the keys up off of you. Yeah, thanks. And the ones Adam gave you, the authority that they didn't have, the power that they didn't have, the right to speak a thing and call it into existence that they didn't have, to call things that be not as though they were, the ability, watch me, let me get all that up off of you. He holds the keys up. Look at your Bible. And he makes a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So in other words, he lets everybody in the earth, above the earth, and beneath the earth know, listen, I'm going to get these keys back to them. Okay, okay, okay. Which means, look at me, church people, stop saying the devil is busy. You're giving him too much power. Stop giving him authority that he does not have. He, he's disarmed and defeated, but watch what he does have. And we got to close. Y'all ready? Let's go. He has devices. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11. Let Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. He's disarmed and defeated, so he doesn't have weapons. He has devices. Okay, I'll say it again. He doesn't have weapons. He has devices. Okay, he's disarmed. What does that mean? I took your weapons. So you can't, well, they sin. You can't use that against them. I took your weapon. What you have is a device to make them think that you can use it against them. I'm going to tell some of y'all tonight, you got power that God's like, why are you not using it? You have authority. God is like, why are you not using it? Because his devices got you thinking you messed up, jacked up, tied up, tore up. You ready? So here's the last scripture. Zechariah chapter 3. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Say the devil's already defeated. Okay. For those of you that you've already heard some revelation tonight that's going to change your Thursday, on three, release of praise. One, two, three, go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, say the devil's already defeated. So here you go, Zechariah 3 and 1. So the Lord showed me Joshua, the high priest. This is amplified, so it's going to amplify the text. So the Lord showed me Joshua, the high priest, representing the disobedient and sinful Israel. How many of you know at some point in your life, maybe even right now, let's just keep it 100, you've been disobedient. Now, some of y'all, I'm going to help you because I can tell. I have a list. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, <laughs> and I'm checking it twice. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We've all been disobedient. 
sinful. Sinful means you are willingly making mistakes because you're playing dumb. Three types of sin in the scripture. Sin, miss the mark, make a mistake. Iniquity, generational sin that's passed down. Transgression, willfully deviate. Sinful Israel means you know what you, you acting stupid, but you're not. You're playing dumb. You ever seen somebody play dumb? And you're like, I don't know why you're playing dumb because I already know. Ready? He says, Joshua, the high priest representing disobedient sinful Israel, standing before the angel of the Lord. You ready? This is about to shout you. If it doesn't shout you, I don't know what else will. And Satan standing at Joshua's right hand to be his adversary and to accuse him. Where is he standing? Right hand. Right hand in the scripture represents power. Which means his attacks are designed to mess with your sense of I need you to open your mouth and say, I am not powerless. Some of y'all sitting there, I don't know what I'm going to do. Baby, you got power. Baby, you got authority. You're not a victim. Come on, let's go old school for a minute. Shout, I got the power. Let's go. Verse 2. I, but this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is it. You ready? This, this is your shout. Say, here's my shout. It's in verse 2. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Come here, come here, because they, they, they already missed their shot. Here, bring me my angels with their dirty clothes on. <laughs> Ooh, that's dirty, too. Come on, right here. Come on, right here. And just one of them. Are they, are they a team? No, take her over there. Hold on, let's pull it over here. You ready? Give me some sanitizer as soon as I'm done. Okay, ready? I don't even want to touch the mic with this hand. Y'all ready? Everybody look at me. Okay. This you. Now, there's some angelic here, something divine here, but all of your stuff. And so Satan is standing at your right hand. You ready? You're going to play the devil. Right here. He's standing at your right hand, watch me, to accuse you. In front of who? God. Who is the judge? Here's the whole problem, though. In every court case, not only is there a prosecutor, but there's a defense attorney too. And our God is called our counselor, which is a legal term, not a psychological term, which means that he's our legal defense. So wait a minute. Our God is both judge and defense attorney, and the prosecutor works for God. I don't think you heard what I just said. So let me back it up. Say, everything works for my good. Come on, Wednesday, say, everything works for my good. So here goes Joshua, the high priest, representing dirty, sinful, stinking Israel. Ready? Stinking. Ready? The enemy comes to accuse and oppose. You ready? But I got a defense attorney. And when the judge says... How do you plea? I'm going to see if you can follow your Bible. And they overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the, the and they overcome the enemy by the, but I plead the blood. Which means you can't use any of their mistakes against them. I paid for it. You can't use their failures against them. I paid for it. Is there anybody in this building or online where you know you got some mistakes and sins and failures and junk, but Jesus paid it all. 
Somebody say, I plead the blood. And I feel like preaching right through here. Touch somebody on the shoulder and say, I plead the blood. The blood over your marriage. The blood over your body. The blood over your finances. The blood over your business. The blood over your future. I plead, I plead, I plead. I plead, I plead, I plead. I plead, I plead, I plead. God, I feel like preaching. Help on somebody say, the blood covers you. So don't come at me with what I used to be. The blood covers me. Don't come at me with how I messed up. The blood covers me. Come on, let's go old school, please, for just a moment. Say, I plead, I plead, I plead. Come on, let's just go old school for one more moment. Say, I plead, I plead, I plead. Here we go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. The Lord rebuked you, Satan. Even the Lord. Now, here's the question. In which seat is he rebuking him? As my defense or as my judge? Rebuke here is like an objection. An objection means something has just happened that is against protocol. Some, okay. Something has just happened that should not be accepted in the court. So watch the scripture. The Lord rebuke you, Satan, even the Lord who now and ever has chosen Jerusalem. Rebuke you. Stop. Who did Joshua represent? Hebrews, the Israelites. Pay attention. I chose them. You know what I'm saying? God says, I don't care what you want to say about them. I chose who I. For every person that say you ain't going to make it because they don't like you, baby, bye. For every person that say God can't use you because they don't think he can use you, baby, bye. I need you to open up your mouth and shout, he chose me. He says, he says, I chose them and I rebuke you as both their defense and their judge. Is this not a log snatch and re oh, 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 my God, and rescued from the fire? In other words, the reason they look like this is because of what they've been through. But I snap is okay, okay. Is there anybody in this building or online where God has rescued you from some? I'm gonna give you 10 seconds to give God a thank you for rescuing me, praise. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Four, three, two. I, I needed you to. I needed you to praise right there. Oh, hold on, hold on. If we go there, I'm gonna stay there. Look at me. I needed you to go there because God says they look like this. 
because of what I delivered them from. In other words, you're trying to use what they look like against them. It is proof that I picked them out of some dirty, messed up, jacked up, old school church church to say it like this. He picked me up, turned me around, and then he placed my... Oh, wait, 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 can't go there, can't go there, can't go there. Come on, on three, shout, he rescued me. One, two, three. Find you somebody in the building. Find you somebody online. Point at him. Say, and he rescued you too. And my best is still yet to come. So watch me. So look at me. Look at me. Look at me. He says, he says, verse 3. Now Joshua was clothed. Joshua represents us. With filthy, nauseatingly vile garments. Which means this is I was watching this documentary about Versailles and King Louis, I think it was the 14th. They were talking about how disgusting it was in Europe. Europe, Europe gets a lot of credit, but Europe had a sanitation problem. The problem was they didn't have it. <laughs> For a long period of time. It was, it was disgusting. Uh, King Louis XIV had only taken two baths in his life. He, he took two baths in his life. That's because in that day they thought that that waterborne that a lot of illness was waterborne. So they they would take a rag. <laughs> you know, they just take a rag, and he was like, "I'm clean." And just, you know, well, what's me? In other words, they talked about when people would go to Versailles, it looks beautiful, but it stank. Sometimes looks can be deceiving because it can look like one thing. Come on, we got to go. Verse 4. Look what God says. Remove the filthy garments from him. And he said to Joshua, see, I have caused your wickedness to be taken away from you. Can we go up right here? There are certain struggles God says you ain't going to need steps to get out of. There's certain stuff you fighting, certain addictions you fighting. God says, we ain't finna do all of this. Just take it up off of them. I need you to lift your hands. God, the same way you did for Joshua and Zechariah 3. I pray that some struggles you just take it. Take away the desire. Take away the taste for it out of our mouth. Don't let us be drawn to what's not good for us. Open your mouth, Wednesday. Shall take it, God. There were certain things, look at me, God says, I'm just going to take it. It's not even going to be an issue. You're going to go to sleep and wake up and it's not going to be an issue. I try over here. Maybe there's more faith over here. Come on, we got to go. There's certain things, I'm just going to take it away. It's not even going to become an issue for you. He says, he says, take off, take off his filthy garments. See, I've caused your weakness to be taken from you. And I'm going to clothe you and beautify you with rich robes. Say rich robes of forgiveness. You're not sinless, you're forgiven. Open your mouth and say, I'm forgiven. So verse 5, they put a clean turban on his head. Representing a crown, authority, power. I need you to pay attention. Look at the last verse. He says, if you're, gonna, if you're walking my ways, that is, remain faithful 
and perform my service, I will give you free access. Which means anytime I need to go up, anytime I need to step out of my current situation, Anytime I need his presence to show up and shift some things, shift some atmospheres, I've got free access. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Hold on. Just leave right there. Leave right there. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. stand. Y'all stay right there. Stay right there. This was you. And this is what the enemy keeps just sanitize after church. He keeps hitting you with this. You thought nasty yesterday. Your daddy wasn't nothing. Your mama wasn't nothing. She ain't nothing but her. You don't really deserve anything good. You've messed up too much. Uh-oh, uh-oh. There's no fixing this. God says, no, take that off. Who did he tell to take it off? I had to cut that part of the verse out. They were standing before the angel of the Lord. Say angels and demons. God says, I'm going to send a messenger. I'm going to send an angel to take that off of you. You've been wearing that for too long. You've been wearing failure for too long. You've been wearing generational curses for too long. You've been wearing nothing ever works. I'll never get out of here. This will never happen for me. I want to talk to the five of you. Watch me. To where you have faith just to make it through the day, but your faith never seems to be able to get you beyond now. God says, I will give you free access. He says, here are the conditions. You got to be faithful. Say, Lord, make me faithful. Faithful isn't perfect. Faithful is consistent. And then he says, and then you have to, you ready for this next one? Serve. It's right there. You see it? Yeah, no, come on, talk to me. I want to encourage some of you. You're saved, but you don't serve. See, for those that serve, let me help you. You think you got issues? You have no clue what issues you're serving You have no issues. You have no clue how your servant kept you from a car accident. How your servant, you would have been over their house right now, but your servant got you. You would have been caught up with some mess, but your servant got Lift your hands in this building and online. Say, God, give me a servant's heart. Give me a faithful heart. Come on, take 30 seconds, 30 seconds. We got free access to his presence. We're done Wednesday. I'm done but I just need you to worship. We got free access to his presence. We got free access. Come on, use your access, Atlanta. Use your access, Memphis. Use your access, Houston. Use your access. Use your access. Use your access. Hallelujah. 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 Just the voices, just the voices. 
Come on, in the building and online, just the voices for a few more seconds. You got access. You have access. Hands about eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, tonight's your night. Ten people got saved on prayer on Monday. Tonight, tonight, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure, wherever you're at, in this building or online, this is your moment. Don't miss it. God takes your filthy garments. All of us have some filthy, stanky Versailles garments. <laughs> All of us do. But the Lord takes that. He told the enemy, I rebuke you. Don't bring this up again. Say, I'm forgiven. But forgiveness is something that you have to receive. Salvation is something you have to receive. It's a free gift, but you have to receive the gift. You can have somebody order you food, but if you're going to pick it up, it's going to sit there. <laughs> it's going to sit there and get cold. You ready? You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself, Lord. Be sure in this building online on three. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in the building online. I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. God is not mad. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation, no shame. If that's you on three, hands up in the building online. Hand wave emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in the building. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Everybody, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, give me the grace to get right back up. The devil's already defeated. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, scan that QR code on the screen or text the word HARVEST to 55498 and just click SALVATION. Let us know that you just made that decision. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.